Um, anyway, here's a, here's a fun one too. This is about school. And this was like in the middle of our move. And so my friend Julian from Tennessee, uh, he said, Julian here, I have a family friend in college in nursing school. It's her heart's desire to be a registered nurse. She's very smart, but she's struggling. She is flat out living her own personal hell in fear of failing and disappointing her mom and dad. <clears throat> I've talked to her about the power within her and that everything's been freely given. I've told her about you and told her to watch some of your messages. She is receptive and wants to listen. <clears throat> uh, is there a chance she could schedule a time with you just to talk? She's in school in Mobile, Alabama, Central Time. Oh, maybe Ju Julian might be in Alabama. Sorry, Julian. I can't remember if you're in Tennessee or Alabama. Um, oh, he is Alabama because I said Roll Tide, and I don't think he's a Roll Tide fan, so that was like bad, or maybe he is. Um, anyway, uh, personally, I think she freaks out on her tests and her mind clutters, and you know the rest of the story. So I said, bro, I'm in the middle of a move. Um, so let's make it a very specific time so I can make sure I'm be there. I said, in the meantime, tell her this. Send her this little text. She's wonderfully created. You have an incredible mind. This will change everything for her. When she thinks about taking tests or grades, she can see herself getting back a grade with a huge smile on her face. She can see herself feeling how great it feels after you get that great grade and test results. And start telling yourself, it is so amazing how all of the answers come to me easily and freely. I have a gift for nursing. This stuff comes to me so easily. It makes me feel so loved. It makes me feel so whole. It makes me feel so valuable. <clears throat> and then he says this. Uh, 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 hold on. Where is it? Okay, here. So I didn't even talk to her. He just sent her that. So it says, FYI, my friend. She's had two huge tests since she started practicing the correct way of studying and imagining. She aced them both. What a deal, LOL. Isn't that great? All it was was changing the picture in her mind. Like, nursing's so easy to me. All these answers come so easily. I'm gifted at this. That's different, isn't it? Because I see it, like, uh, I see by the monument, um, Walmart, there's this math thing. For people who need help with math, I'm just like, man, I could... I could save them a lot of money and actually get good grades if they would listen, but that can't be that easy. So they can't truly have the mind of Christ, can they? Of course they can, right? It's like, come on. Like, nobody's bad at math. So if, if that you're telling yourself, you're, you have the mind of Christ, you're not bad at anything, right? You're not. You can do, all things are possible to him. And I think everybody would agree with that, wouldn't we? Like we go, oh yeah, but because of this separation theology that we all grew up with and so ingrained in us, all things are possible to God. We like, we all agree. Oh yeah, that's really good. God could do anything. But then we don't bring it real to us and go, yeah, but I'm one with him and the glory I have, he has, I have. So if God can do all things, how many things can we do? All. So just check yourself every time that you start thinking, oh, he's out there. Like I was sharing about forgiveness of sin. Most people, have, if Jesus came walking down the aisle and said, this is how it's going to be from this day forward, you're going to get A's in nursing, you would go, praise God, everybody would be jumping around, right? You can prophesy over yourself. Your subconscious, your heart, the real you, the spirit is perfect and eternal. And it goes, oh, okay. So now I know every answer to every test. This is so easy for me. Aced them both. Went from failing to acing it in 15 days. That's good, isn't it? No extra study and no nothing. So I think that's good. So that's the power of conception, what we're going to talk about tonight. So anyway, this, this first, um, I just want to show you this first slide real quick. I just pulled this off. This is Oxford Dictionary. Most people think of conception as um, mom's pregnant or in the male and the female. 
become, and that's one, conception. That's the physical man. And that's what I've been trying to share with you, that every story in scripture, oh, you know what? I wanted to share an Inspire 100 story with you too. Sorry. Some of you guys that were on uh, fellowship a couple weeks ago, that's the most fun where there was this lady in some pretty tough times, a single mom. And, and uh, I was like, well, let's do something fun right now. Let's like put it in her PayPal account and tell her. And so go, go check your PayPal account. So we put it several thousand dollars in there. It was just fun. So here was her response. Um, and I was just telling Jeff, I said, a lot of these moms don't want to bring attention to themselves. So we're doing stuff all the time, but the, the ones that do respond, this is kind of cool. So, cause I want you to, to see that you guys are making a difference with what you're doing here. Um, all right. So she, here's what she wrote. The inspire 100 gift was such a surprise, but such a good one. Some of the things inspire has done for me. I was able to buy a ton of things for my newborn daughter, groceries while I was waiting for benefits to come in bigger diapers for my baby. I was able to get closet organizers, put away all the baby clothes I had and this was super helpful as I'm, a, I'm in a small apartment, was able to pay off all my phone bills. Thank you for everyone that contributed. I'm so grateful. It had such a positive impact. Isn't that good? That's just good stuff. And by the way, that, like, she was encouraged to uh, give up that baby. And so I said, well, let's do something nice for her like, to show that people care. So we're going to do something cool for a family tomorrow night too if you want to jump on uh, online fellowship. Those are the most fun to me when it's spontaneous and like, real time. Like, go tell her to check her PayPal account. She said, oh, she's bawling. Everybody's bawling. <laughs> so that's good bawling, right? Anyway, all right. So conception. All right. Conceive. Everybody understands the first conception, but there's a spiritual conception that uh, I'm going to share with you tonight. So it literally conceive, the second definition, it gives you the first physical definition. It says, form or devise a plan or idea in the mind. So when you conceive, I want, I want to show you this whole idea of dominion, where, where it really comes from in Scripture, because I was taught, you know, dominion is like this angry thing, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Dominion just means you live out of your natural design, where literally the earth responds to you. Isn't that pretty cool? Like, would we really catch this? It's like, people are starting to catch it with weather and everything else, but I want you to get, you have it, and it's easier than you think. It's not hard. I mean, if this guy can, like, two and a half times his sales goals just by changing the talk to himself, just by going, this is easy. Everything works effortlessly. I hit this goal and I hit this goal. Everything comes to me. That works. It actually works. And he didn't go out. He didn't do anything different, but uh, had the greatest quarter he's ever had. Just by Nathan teaching him simple stuff that we've been taught. Isn't that good? I'm trying to teach most people like, this is really who you are. This is your natural design. So anyway, let's go to this next slide. I want to show you this dominion, but um, the more I understand and the more I look at scriptures, guys, it's, it's, uh, let me, let me address a couple things. And if we really get after some of the heart of this, like Barbara and I were talking about in the fellowships, because we don't hold back. I'm nicer and gentler here. Um, but there, I'm like, if you're asking, I'm giving you the guns, man. It's like, we're coming. And uh, the good news is so good. Like most of, the, most of the things I'm getting on Facebook and emailing me, I, I think it's good. I have to laugh about it because they're going, he will strip every religious bone out of your body, like stuff like that. I'm like, praise God. I think that's a compliment, right? So uh, anyway, because we challenge all the bad news that we've been taught in scripture and go, it doesn't mean that in Hebrew. Now I get why the church split. I totally get why the church split in about 1000 AD because the writers of scripture and what the West interpreted at were polar opposites. They, here's, here's just one, for instance, the blood. When you guys think of blood, what do you think of? physical blood, like I cut myself and I bleed. You know what the writer's symbolic of blood was to them? The wine of the grapes. 
the physical blood of a male's part and the, the spiritual life of the grapes, the wine of the grapes in the spirit. Passover, let's talk about it. You and I were taught uh, Passover, when we, when we see this whole narrative of the exodus from slavery, <clears throat> a lamb had to be slain, right? Let me share how, how they wrote it again. Let's see if you catch the imagery here. So they said, here's, here's the Passover. Anytime you see wood, anytime you see um, trees, anytime you see sticks, anytime you see branches, any kind of that language, that's mankind. That's you and I. We're the two wooden sticks that God descended into and attached himself to. So when it says they dipped the hyssop stick and dropped drops of blood on the, ga- the doorway, the two-leaved gates. Think of the imagery of this now. So they go, unless a seed falls to the earth, it remains alone. But if it dies, it goes to pure potential and brings new life. They were talking about intimacy there, guys. They were talking about the male, the male branch drops seeds of life, the fruit of the, the, the wine of the two grapes on both sides of the, the hyssop stick, onto the woman's doorway. And life comes out and they pass over from one to new life. Very different than what we were taught, isn't it? So now you see the church split. Like, what are you guys talking about? And now when I understand it, I'm going, oh my gosh, guys. How could we ever think that love had to kill something in order to forgive or love us? That's just, that's not love. It's very pagan, isn't it? When I look at it now, it's so foreign to me now. I'm like, I can't believe I was taught that, but I guess I believed it because I I believed it. And I was taught from this high, but I just, that's so hard for me to understand now. I'm like, no way. Love is love. We were born into perfection, like I said. We, we work out perfection with fear and trembling. That fear is not we're afraid of God. It's like this, we're such in awe of the magnificence that King David's writing about. He says, who are we that you would make us one? Like I'm in awe of who I am. That's the fear and trembling. So we work out perfection and we return to perfection. Isn't that cool? You've been perfect the whole time. This is working it out. And the only fall that you ever, we've, the West so misinterpreted this fall, even the grace teachers miss it. Most of them, some of them get it, which I'm like, yes, crazy God. So the fall, guys, was not that man ever did anything wrong. It was, this is how the Hebrew writers wrote, God descended into man so that man could learn to ascend into godliness. That was the only fall. There was no bad behavior by mankind. Doesn't that make more sense? All you moms and grandmas going, this baby that I just had, you little dirty, rotten sinner, you, unless you say the right thing, you're going to be tortured forever. Listen, I was sharing this on the fellowships. Does God know everything? He says he does in the scriptures, right? He knows the beginning from the end. He's, there's no time or change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he knows everything. He knows the future. He knows the past. Everything's one with him. There's, there's no timeline in God. There's no time. And so, moms, if you knew you were going to have a child that was going to cause five of the seven billion people alive today to be tortured forever because you know the future you see what's going to happen are you smart enough and have enough love and compassion you wouldn't have that child if you're god you you can decide right and if i'm smart enough to know that then i hope my god's smart enough and loving enough and compassionate enough i just think nobody's ever challenged people with these questions before and once you do you're going god's good it's pure love there's no judgment in him ever anytime 
And we've always born into perfection. It's learning who we are. That's really it. Isn't that cool? That will get you thrown out of every church in Colorado Springs except this one. <laughs> but uh, but I, I always tell people the proof's in the pudding, guys. Like people's lives are like prospering. They're just, they're like, I've never been happier. And going, praise God. That's good. So it makes my life ministering much easier. So from the beginning, though, we've been given this idea of dominion. So the kingdom of God is within all these different things that we have. And here's how simple dominion is. And I'll show you this is true in scripture. We have dominion simply because we can conceive something. Now think about the grace of God. If this isn't grace of God, I don't know what is. We can simply conceive something, which I showed you what it really means in, in the, when you go look it up, to think, imagine, envision, or devise a plan in our mind. Like the, the example of abundance I use. If you want to be abundant, you simply conceive yourself as abundant and it becomes is that not the grace of God or is that not the grace of God? You can just choose a different alternative going, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of not having it. So from this day forward, I see myself abundant. I conceive the idea that I'm abundant. I see what it would look like. And it's different for every one of you. <coughs> but it's, it's uh, to me, I would, I would just really start seeing yourself from this day forward. I'm abundant. Everything works for me. It's effortlessly abundant. Things just flow into my life. Ideas flow into my life. Money flows into my life. It's easy, and this is who I am, and it comes to pass. That's conception to them. It's just like that seed gets planted in your heart, the spiritual conception to devise a plan, to imagine, to envision, and it becomes. Nothing, nothing else to do. That is grace, guys. Most of the grace I hear is like, that's so far from grace that I wouldn't know what grace looks like if I listened to you, grace guy. So, because it's not. It's, it's really not what they're teaching. They're teaching this weird mixture of weirdness to me. It's like either it's by grace or it's by works. You choose. It's got to be by grace if, if, if you want it to be by grace, right? In my opinion. So anyway, think about that. That's why we have dominion. He's saying, listen, I've given you dominion over the earth. Way back in Genesis, I'll show you. So from the beginning, you have dominion. But we've had this weird idea that we had it and then man fell and now something happened and now we have it back. I thought the spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that spirit has been in me my whole life and every other human being on the planet. So I've always had it and you've always had it. Religion had to teach you out of it, in my opinion, right? It really did. And so think about that, that it's this easy that I can conceive or think or envision something in my mind and what I'm conceiving actually becomes. And here's the trick. I'm just trying to teach you to believe what you do in there is more real than what you see out here. I'll show you. There's some interesting words in Genesis 1 um, where it literally says the image of man is an illusion. We're an illusion in Hebrew. We're just this thing projected out and we can change it whenever we want. My wife's going, yeah, this is, yeah. because I know it's like spooky to some of you guys. Like, oh my God. So, that is the power of creation. That's the power of salvation. It's like the seed is planted in my heart. And he says, if you understand the parable of parables, the soil of the earth, yeah, we see the physical earth and the soil here, but almost all of it's about your heart, where you get to garden your heart. Because anytime, anytime you see, uh, like my bear loves to garden now. He's like out there gardening, planting. Stephen saw, he's like, he used your, he said, he gave, he gave, some, gave him a bucket of horse so I said, thanks for the, <laughs> he said, there's plenty of that to go around for everybody. So anyway, he loves it. But anytime you see a garden, you know, humans are involved, don't you? 
Because if you just let it go, it's just like there's weeds, there's plant, there's nice plants. A garden means that somebody has particularly taken care of that little plot of soil and planted what they wanted, weeded out what they didn't want. And he goes, the kingdom is like that, guys. Your heart is like a garden and you get to choose anything you want. You get to choose any life you want, any quality of life you want, garden that thing. You choose it. He goes, that's the kingdom. He says, if you understand the kingdom, where it's so simple, we talk about it all the time here, but that is the key to the kingdom. That's what he says. If you understand this parable, you're going to understand every parable. But if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to know anything. So we've made it about all kinds of other things, except for the garden. And he goes, the garden is your heart, plant what you want, and it becomes, the seed has the power in itself to bring it to pass in your life in ways you don't know how. It just comes to you. Isn't that cool? I'm trying to get you to believe that. So if there's something in your life, your physical life, it is as simple as this, guys. See, conceive of a different life, and it becomes. See yourself in a different light is really all this. From this day forward, this is how my life's going to be. You don't have to work up enough faith. You don't have to do anything. Your heart is naturally persuaded by what you plant there often enough. It just happens to you. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn, but you will harvest whatever you conceive there. So let's, I want to get into the Hebrew a little bit and show you that all this stuff is real. Like I can simply envision something and it comes to pass in my life. Yes. It can't get easier than that in my opinion, right? All right, so let's go to Genesis 1 where we, he starts talking about this whole dominion. So Genesis 1, 26 through 28, um, <clears throat> I'm going to really talk about three, three Hebrew words here, image, likeness, and bless. So then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion. This is where we see the dominion. Then we see in the New Testament, it's like, he's given you the keys to the kingdom, which is his royal rule and reign. He's given you his dominion. It's the same idea, meaning that we're in charge of this thing, right? Now we've kind of flipped it upside down and we're like, uh, mother Earth's so fragile. We might do all this stuff. He's like, no way, guys. That, you could do that with your mind and start thinking everything's of, of limited amount. And I don't, I, I really, to me, I don't care how chaotic the world seems. The government's on my shoulders and your shoulders. My little world's going to be good because I know it can. I really don't, not worried about what everybody else is doing, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm trying to get as many people that catch this as they can so they can actually live. They can actually enjoy life and not worry about everything. So it says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion, the royal rule and reign over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Mm, I should do a service on that. It's just the, what the fish, the birds, and the cattle mean. It's not fish and birds and cows. It, that, I'll do something, another talk on that. You should, I, I, you've been around this enough now. When you actually dig into it, I go, what does it mean? Not what does it say? What does it mean? I promise you it's not literal fish, birds, and cows. It's really about everything. It's about the things in your heart and the spirit realm. But anyway, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the, in the earth. Oh, man, it's wanting me to go there right now, but... Uh, I better stick with this. I, I have to talk to you about fish, birds, and things, though, because it's, it's something totally different. than. Don't think of a goldfish and a bird flying around. That's not what he's talking about here. He's given them imagery, but imagery meant something to them. Like fish was the seed, the noon, the little, the, the, you get to choose what seed you want to plant, and the, the birds were the, the, in the spirit realm. And Anyway, I just want to go, we look at these words all the time, like image, likeness, 
and bless, and this is how we have dominion. So the first one I want to talk about is that word image. So you think about an image. If we threw a picture up there, it's an image, right? In Hebrew, it's really interesting. It's strong 6754. An image is an illusion is what it says. It's a resemblance, meaning it's just the, we, we've, been grow, we've grown up in this idea that everything we see is real. And uh, Debbie in quantum, she's talking about that. I forget it. Some of you engineers might know. I should know this, but the visible realm of our spectrum that we can see is like this little fraction of, of all the spectrums that we can't see. And this little visible realm is so small compared to the rest that we can't see. Where do you think the realness is? It's probably in all that other stuff, right? Where he says, hey, faith is the real thing is what it says. So anyway, it's learning to trust that what I do in here actually conceives and comes to pass with no effort on my own. Wouldn't that be something to be joyful about? I simply can choose a different life. Yep. That's what dominion would be. If I truly have dominion, if I'm truly in charge of everything on earth, even if you think it's real fish and birds and whatever, what if, let's take it literal then. You're in charge of everything is what it says, right? You're in charge of everything. So think about good things because you're in charge. So anyway, there's no lack in the king. There's nothing. There's, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. The only thing wrong is in your heart and mind. Everything's good. Amen? So anyway, image, salam, salem, illusion, resemblance. Here's where I always go right away. Every Hebrew letter has a picture and it has a number with meaning behind it. So it's zad, lamed, mem. Zad is the harvester or harvest or a fish hook. It draws to you. Lamed is the rod or the staff of a man. And mem is the mighty waters of the womb. Now you can see the physical creation in there, right? The staff of a man and the mighty waters of the womb. Harvest, doesn't it? You receive a harvest. That's the conception of the physical conception. The spiritual conception, lamed also means the heart. It's in the very center of the Hebrew language. So it's like the heart, the lev. The Hebrew word for heart is lev. It's the, the, the rod of within. It's the thing that gives birth to things from within. So it literally is image. Whatever you see here, guys, is just what you're harvesting in the mighty womb within. It's what you're focused on. What you're imaging on creates out here. That's image. Likeness is, is I'll, I'll do that last bit. Blessed, I think, is still so cool. Every time I see blessed. Bara or Barak. So, Bereshit bara Elohim, the very first um, very, Genesis 1. And in the middle is a left off. Like, things are just coming to me nonstop now. When I, once you get Hebrew, you like start to get all this stuff. Like, just a left off, literally what it meant was, I've done the service on the left, it was two yods, which is the finished work of God in the spirit realm and the, and the physical realm. Man is the connector of the finished work in the spirit to the finished work in the physical realm. We're the tabernacle. We're the one that connects spirit. Everything you see goes through you and I. We're the ones that connect the finished work of God in the spirit into the physical here. That's a left. Toph means from the beginning, you've God's crucified himself to humanity that you cannot get rid of it. He's attached to us from the beginning. From the beginning, you've had this ability, a left tough. God's crucified to mankind, and you are the tabernacle of God. You're the connector of God that takes the spirit into the physical. That's right in the middle of Genesis 1. And it's at the heart of the, the verse. It's in this very center. It's you. You're the kingdom of God within. You're the tabernacle. So anyway, Barak is so cool to me. So... <clears throat> He says, bless them. So we get both the physical and the spiritual creations here. 
Because then he talks about be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. So he's not only talking about physical creation, like with our creation and animals and everything else, but the earth is also your heart. Like I said, to them, the heart was the earth. That's the whole parable of the kingdom. So he goes, anything you plant in that heart multiplies and it has dominion. Anyway, so Brock, I think is so cool. Brock, if you go look it up, it's Strong's 1288, which means to kneel or bless. So in Hebrew culture, what would happen is you would kneel down and the father would put his, he would cup your head and give you the, the fatherly blessing and tell you how amazing you were. If you ever watch a Hebrew thing, basically what they do is, if we read scripture, Paul makes it clear that there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no male, there's no female, we're, we're one. So here's what's really cool about that. When you understand oneness, what you do within, if we're truly all one and the eternal spirit's in all of us, it's the same spirit in every one of us is what it says. When I see something that I desire and see as if it's already real, everybody that's supposed to play a part in that hears it at the same time. And the whole creation responds to my heart and we respond to your heart. If I'm part of that deal, I respond. If you're not part of that deal, you don't respond. But everybody responds according to what you do in your heart. Isn't that awesome? I think that's absolutely amazing. So anyway, that, that's that whole idea. So the father would get of all of them and to bless. They would kneel down and he would put the, their cup, his hand on their head. And he says stuff like this to the Jewish son or daughter. You are God's chosen. You are going to run the whole banking systems of the world. Anything you put your hand to shall prosper. You will run this world. You're God's chosen. You're abundant. Everything effortlessly comes to you. This is who you are. God chose you out of all the other people. Now, that's not true. Like a different race. Because Israel simply just means man who rules as God. But do they not do all those things? Do they not run the banking systems and the entertainment systems and, you know, my buddy Lance, he's trying to get all the seven mountains. I go, they already run it all. Right? <laughs> Why? Because God chose the nation of Israel over them? No, because they've been taught that from children. And they actually believe it. Isn't that better than you dirty, rotten little thing? You should give up everything you want be satisfied to be a good little poor Christian. That is not in the Hebrew vocabulary. They're like, you are the... You are the the best of the world, you're God's chosen, you're abundant, you are the head, not the tail, everything's going to work for you. That is such a better way to raise your kids. Amen? Which is why they do it. They run everything. Now, you guys can run it too. They're like, yeah, but don't they believe that, we were getting to this in the fellowship the other night, they believe they're the only ones in. Yeah, it sounds like quick Christianity, doesn't it? Sounds like how I grew up. Well, no, the Jews are in, nobody else is in to the kingdom. Well, Christians say the same thing. Yeah, I'm the only one in. Not that, not realizing everything that has breath says Yahweh, praises the Lord. Isn't that what we're after? Can you confess Yahweh? If anything breathes, they're confessing Yahweh is what the scripture says. They're good. They're good to go. Oh man, it's just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting myself into all kinds of religious trouble tonight. It's such good news to me though. It's so great. So that's Barak. So Barak, it's Bet Resh Kof. Bet is the house or tabernacle or inside. Resh is a man's head and Kof I've done a service on cough too. Cough, this is, this is where Dispenza and the quantum world is getting this like never before. Every possibility exists. Isn't that what scripture says? All things are possible. And all things are permissible, is what Paul says. Just some are better for you than others, but God's not judging you whatever you do with the submissive spirit, right? He's there with you. 
David says, even if I make my bed in Sheol, you're there with me. He doesn't leave you. He can't. He's attached to you. He's covenanted to you. He can no longer leave you. Then you can leave it. You're stuck. You got God. You got the anointing. (laughs) You can't run away from it. So they are getting this. They're going, you know what? Any potential exists. And when when people simply focus on it, it becomes. Somehow, some way, the whole creation responds and they go from this stage to this stage just by what they pay attention to. That's conception. That's spiritual conception. So anyway, they act, that's what that actually means in, in scripture too. It's a really interesting thing. So cough is the ability to take any spiritual possibility and bring it into the physical. That's literally the Hebrew letter cough. So barak is bar, betresh. Anybody know what betresh is? Sun. And you can, you can look at it multiple ways because there's multiple look when you look at it. So bet, resh is the strength within, the strong man within the house would be a, the father, the son, whatever. But it's also the strength of God or the finished work of God within the house is the man's head, your brain, your, this, this holiest of holies, the two cerebrums here, it's literally a creative act of God. When you picture something, guys, it takes it from any potential into the spirit and starts to bring it into the physical. That's bless. God said, I've blessed you. As sons, you can cough. You can take any potential in the spirit and bring it into the physical. Now go multiply. That's what he's saying right there. Isn't that wild? Now I want to show you likeness and we'll, we'll kind of finish this up. So this next slide is... Um, if you go look at it, likeness is a noun and it says demut. But then if you go, I just pulled it right off Bible Hub so you, you know I'm not messing with you. It says from the root dama, which is the verb. So usually like, um, it could be like this, is uh, how they wrote was when you verb something, you become it. So like a king, if we king, we become a king. So if we act like a king, we become a king. Does that make sense? So they go, whatever you verb becomes the physical creation of it. So demut was the the likeness, but it says from the root verb dama. Now, it means to be like or resemble. Now, here's what's really interesting about it. I just pulled off. um, We were created in his likeness, in his likeness. So we will resemble. I just showed you all the ways, different ways it's used. First one is Numbers 3356 there. As I plan. To plan or devise is what it means. As I thought, unto you as I thought. Whatever you plan, whatever you think, you become like that. Second Samuel 21. To plan, devise, plan. Esther 4.3. Imagine, think, imagine. So what he's trying to show you, this is how you have dominion. The same thing. That image, you resemble it. Whatever you do in there, it's the power of the Spirit to bring it to pass. You've been blessed You have the ability to go multiply anything on the earth. So he's saying this. It says, as sons, the strength of a man's head within the bet takes that any potential that you think on from the spirit to the physical. Likeness is the same thing. So he says, I've created man in my image and likeness. We are created in God's image and likeness. God imaged us and we became, and we have the same abilities, what he's trying to show you here. It says, you simply think, imagine, or plan, and you resemble it. Is that cool? Now, it's the three Hebrew letters. Um, I didn't write them all out, yeah, but it's really kind of interesting. It's delet, mem, hey. Now, delet is the doorway or the enter in or out. 
the two-leaf gates, right? Remember I've showed you all the imagery there, the, the, the two-leaf gates in, in physical intimacy as well as the two-leaf gates of our mind. There's one spirit, one physical, one spiritual. But man, covenant happens between the two-leaf gates. The power of God is released, whatever you do physically, as well as the power that never leaves is up here, is what he's saying. First the physical, then the spiritual. So Dileta is the, the gate or the doorway they enter into. Mem is the mighty waters of the womb. And hey is the open window, is the creative ability of God. So when you dama, when you imagine, when you plan, here's what I would tell you to do. You always hear this stuff like, um, oh, what's, the, what's the whole saying? It says, uh, if you don't plan, you already have, to have a plan to fail or something like that. Is it right? It's all the weirdness. I go, I don't really plan. I just see stuff happen, which is actually plan in the Hebrew, right? Plan's not, so I would, people think they have all their, their eyes dotted and T's crossed. I, I don't necessarily. I just, I see the end. I have a plan. I go, you know what? This business project effortlessly returns to me. This school thing is so easy to me. I'm the best at what I do. This is what I am. That's my plan. I just think about it and devise it and it comes to pass. That's the divinity in us. That's the dominion in us. That's the conception in us. Isn't that wild? You're, you become pregnant with it when you start telling yourself that. It's, that's just his plan. And you will resemble what you plan, what you envision, what you plan, what you devise in your mind. So to me, I would, wouldn't it, let's plan something glorious. Let's plan something great where you wake up every morning and you're going, you know what? This is going to be a fantastic day. Now, there's I have to admit, some days are easier for me than others to do that. So uh, I have to, I have to like, take some time to do it in the morning because usually we're pretty happy. But if, you, know, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You didn't sleep right or whatever. We got your mom's dog now for a couple of days. I'm like, God, I hear that knuckleheaded thing. You know, <laughs> what Bear said today, it's confirming my love for cats. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up with dogs. I love dogs. It's just, we travel and do think too much. It's just, it's hard for us. It, it's not too hard for us. We choose not to have to do that. I don't want to have to take them out. Like, no, I'm not getting up in the morning to take you out. There. I might have to go to the bathroom, not you, right? Anyway, I'm not, I'm not, we grew up with, I love dogs. It's, I just love your dog. So get my fix every now and then, pet your dog. I, I love them, but as, as you get the point, right? I enjoy not having them. I enjoy the freedom of not having them for me. But everybody has different ideas. So. But that's really how simple it is. It's like you picture something that comes to pass. So think on good things. You wake up and you're just like, this is so awesome. This is what's going to happen today. This is what's going to happen in my life. This is exactly how I'm going to do it. This is, what's gonna, this is what my life's going to be. And ways not known to you guys, the right people, we're all one spirit. Everybody told you we're one mind, we're one spirit, one body, one anointing that every human being on the planet shares. So if you're part of it, like I said, you'll respond accordingly to make that real to me. And if I'm part of your imagination, I will respond accordingly to make it real to you. I don't have to try to figure it out. It says we know not how. Isn't that beautiful though? What I'm trying to get you to get is the divinity within you. That's what he's trying to say. You were created in the likeness and the image of God and he barocked you. Now go multiply with it is what he's saying. If there's anything wrong in your life, take dominion over it. That doesn't mean like how I was taught, like binding and spitting and screaming at demons and everything else. Like I was so far from dominion at that point going, like I'm in panic or something. I don't know what it was. So 
it's so, it's so much better to go <laughs> on the fellowships. Brett and I talk about this. I actually do this. I, like, I get into bed and I go, I love my fan. I love my pillow. <laughs> I love my sheets. I love the fact that my hot woman's in bed with me. I do this stuff, don't I, all the time. I, go, I, just, I, just, I get in a happy mood when I get into bed. It's like, I love, because I love a fan right in my face. I go, I love my fan. I love my pillow. Have you ever seen my pillows? Barb's like, are you ever going to throw that away? I'm like, no, it's like perfect after 20 years. It's like, <laughs> I got it exactly how I want it. <laughs> I call other pillows at hotels Nigerian pillows because we went to Bible school in Nigeria. Like, they sleep on these things. These pillows are like that high. So I'm, I'm, aren't they? And they don't squish. So you try to go to bed and you're like. <laughs> so I remember after the third day, my, I was like, my God. I've never had back pains. Like, but you actually adjust after a while. After you adjust on the Nigerian pillow from this high by the end. Huh? Yeah, the bed's like a rock. And it's like, what is this thing? And so that's your bed. No, no, it can't be in my bed. That's, that's not my bed. But after about a week, you actually slept normal on it. On the, so I, my my kids always go, they joke, that's a Nigerian pillow. Like mine's like this little tiny thin thing, <laughs> isn't it? You want me to throw it away so badly? I'm like, just put a new pillowcase on it. Nobody else has to see it. Now you know what it looks like. It's like this old ratty thing that you, you know, like you wouldn't let your kids sleep on it, but I sleep on it. So anyway, I love it. I just love my pillow. But it, that's, it gets you into this thing like everything's okay. Everything's going to work. My life prospers. My health prospers. Everything works in my life. It's just beautiful. That's dominion. And you will resemble what you're doing in there, what you garden. Fair enough? All right, let's finish this thing up. So just the last, that's, that's Dama, by the way. It's just a van. It would, it's as simple as this. What I, I'm going to finish how I started. We have dominion. We have the likeness and the resemblance of God. We have the blessing of God to multiply anything we do in here is what he's saying. Simply by picturing it, envisioning it, planning it. This is how my life's going to be. And you see yourself as if you're already enjoying it. That's all out of Genesis 1. Isn't that cool? And the fact that we can simply change our focus, I can conceive of a different life. And it becomes, is such the grace of God to me, the more I understand it. And I would challenge you, everything that works really well in your life, you automatically do this. You just expect it to work. The things that don't work on your life is probably you're, you're worried about it. You have worried about this. You're worried about that. You're focused on this. You're fo- change your focus. It literally will change the whole life about you. Every human being on the planet will respond to make that real to you simply by conceiving it in your mind, by thinking it and becomes. Guys, that's grace. So anyway, I just wrote, what do you want? Name it. <laughs> you can literally go from nothing to abundance. I mean, that guy, all he did was change his focus that I showed you. And he had the greatest quarter he's ever had. He's been in it for a lot of years. Got rid of the, his business coach and go, you know what? I've got the God coach in me. I've got the anointing of God. If you can look at it that way, if, if, if you look at God and goes, from this day forward, everybody that I talk to buys my insurance products. If God said that, you would believe it and be excited and be fired up. You just don't believe when you say it, it's the, it's the same. But it is because you're one with him. So you can start prophesying over yourself. You can go from little nothing to abundance simply by seeing yourself abundant from this day forward. Go, this is how I am. And the minute you can conceive it, it's, you're pregnant with it. It starts to come into your life. Isn't that cool? Now the trick is this. And I get this sometimes I can tell in the, in the emails. And by the way, on, on emails, guys, there's so many. 
If you've asked for prayer, just trust that one of us has prayed for you. I can't answer all of you. Because I think a lot of people are like, I sent this to you two weeks ago. I know, we prayed for you too. Because we really do. And so just know, I, I, I can't really respond to everybody. It's just not possible. But if you've sent in an email, we have looked at it and we've seen it exactly how you want it. All right? So sometimes I, I, I get to them if they really like, oh, I need to share that. I need to write something on here. But if, consider this. If I didn't feel the need to actually have to respond, it's really good. Because they're like, yep, it's exactly how we see it. We see it exactly. You're going to get exactly what you just wrote me. So just know that if I didn't answer you, it's actually better. <laughs> so now the people that I wrote back, they're like, oh, God, that means it's, it's amazing how people's brains go. What was I? Oh, yeah. So. You can literally go from nothing to having it. And the trick is this. Some of you guys go, I've been picturing this and it didn't happen. Wait a minute. That's not, that's not how it works. You picture it constantly until it becomes. Your focus is always on as if you do have it. It's not work when you understand it, guys. It's like you, it's Trying to clear your brain of a thought, like some of the meditation guys, like, that's fantastic. I just don't have enough time, nor the desire to sit and do nothing for an hour. That's just, can't do it. Well, I probably could, but I just choose not to. It's like, because it doesn't take that. The scriptures say this, think on good things. It doesn't say clear your mind of everything. It actually says, be directional, be intentional about what you're going to think about, and it'll become it. Think on these things, things that are lovely, things that are pure. If there's anything of virtue, think about that. Isn't that what it says? Why? Because as what you do in here, as a man thinketh in his heart, becomes. That's, the, that's how powerful, wildly imaginative and creative the man's heart is in our imagination. So anyway, don't, don't do it like, and then you look at the physical again, oh, it didn't happen, I'm bummed. That's not how, no, that's not what it is. You spend time, guys, and it'll almost become, like, I don't really care what I'm looking at right now because I've already seen it in the spirit exactly how I want it. And I know it's the seed of God. It's the kingdom of God. And it cannot not come to pass. It will come to pass. So just relax with that thing and just continue to see life how you want it to be. Even though the facts seem to deny it, everything seems to deny it, it becomes, guys. Just telling you. It'll come at the right time, the right place. It won't delay. It'll come right when it's needed. So just chill. Does that help you guys? So when you keep your mind on what you want, you'll smile. You'll be joyful. You'll be pretty happy right? You will. It won't be work. So you're like, that seems like a lot of work. It actually becomes second nature to you, just like being a negative turd is second nature to you right now, right? Do I have to do it all the time? No, you get to. It's better than what you're doing right now. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like I did it once that didn't work. Well, what are you doing the other 99% of the time? I'm being a turd. I know that's why you're getting turds, right? No, it's true. The spirit's submissive. So change it, right? Change the litter. We just did that because the dog is coming over, right? Anyway, isn't that the creative ability of God? Is this, this making sense to you guys? Conception is so easy. I think about how I want life to be, and that is enough. It'll come to pass. Amen? All right, God bless you guys. Hopefully that helps. Uh, fellowship Wednesday, for those of you in Colorado, and then online fellowships tomorrow, 10 a.m., 6 p.m.